0: What's
1: up everyone, this is Anthony Pompliano. Most of you know me as Pomp, you're listening to the Pomp Podcast, simply the best podcast out there. Let's kick this thing off. Fide Guy is a New York City based rapper who has built a significant following on social media by using hip hop to share financial education and market insights. In this conversation, we discuss how he learned to rap, why he put out the first song at the intersection of finance and music what the response has been so far, and what his goals are around financial education moving forward. I really enjoyed this conversation and I hope you do as well. But before we get into this episode, I want to talk about our sponsors. First up is Bybit. They currently have over 300,000 users with a number growing in double digit percentages every month. The exchange has no overloads during volatility and low latency trading, plus 24-7 customer live support. At Bybit, we listen, we care, and we improve to provide the best possible trading experience and create a faster, fairer, and more human trading environment. Go check out Bybit using the link in the description for this podcast. Again, go check out Bybit if you want no overloads during volatility and low latency trading plus 24-7 customer live support. Go check out Bybit. Also, don't forget that I write a daily letter to over 50,000 investors about business technology and finance. I break down complex topics into easy-to-understand language while sharing my personal opinion on various aspects of each industry. You can subscribe at pompletter.com. Again, pompletter.com. All right, let's get into this episode with Fight Eye Guy. I hope you guys enjoy it. Anthony Pompliano is a partner at Morgan Creek Digital. All opinions expressed by Pomp or his guests on this podcast are solely their opinions and do not reflect the opinions of Morgan Creek Digital or Morgan Creek Capital Management. You should not treat any opinion expressed by Pomp as a specific inducement to make a particular investment or follow a particular strategy, but only as an expression of his opinion. This podcast is for informational purposes only. All right, guys. Bang, bang. Special treat today. I have Fidei Guy here. What's up, man? what's going on what's going on thanks for having me all right the first time that i came across you uh i was just you know mindlessly scrolling through twitter and then all of a sudden i saw i think it was a music video with a fire beat And all I remember is you were just trolling about oil going negative. And I was (laughs) like, wait, 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 what? (laughs) And uh, so you got to tell us before we get into the music, what is your background? How the hell did you get into this? Rapping about finance is not exactly the thing that I think most people grow up dreaming to do. Yeah, totally. Um,
0: Yeah, look, I've been rapping ever since I was, you know, in middle school. I just always had... Uh, you know, an, an interest in it. And I think the part about rap that, like, really interested me as, like, a kid and, like, has kind of kept me interested is not so much, like, you know, the club-type music. I just love, uh, you know, the people that are, like, truly poets, that know how to take a concept, and know how to talk about things in a way that, you know, using metaphors and similes, really engaging people, uh, you know, through music. And in a way, you know, for them, it's a craft. And there's people that are phenomenal at that craft. You know, Nas, J. Cole, I look at these guys, as like they're genuinely poets, you know, and I grew up like listening to them. Uh, And I did it, you know, my whole life. But it was really informal, you know, it was at parties, it was hanging out with my friends, long car rides, etc. You know, got to college, eventually was doing it at, you know, at parties or like, you know, uh, at the frat house, whatever. Um, And eventually started working. And I kind of felt like rap and, you know, the corporate Wall Street world literally had, you know, nothing in common. And so I kept it a huge secret. I kind of fell out of it a little bit. But I started to feel like, you know, there's this part of me that's this creative side that I feel like has kind of been like suppressed a little bit. I've been so focused on work. And I was like, I got to get back into this. And I'm like, I'm in New York City of all places. Like if you can't get into it here or try to make something happen here, you're shot. Right. So there was uh, this freestyle group, you know, a couple blocks down from me in Union Square and a buddy of mine saw their video and he's like, you got to go check this out. Literally went there from work. I had like the typical like Midtown uniform on. I have like a dress shirt on, dress pants, like a vest. It was like the middle of October. Uh, And I go there and it's this huge group of people. They just play a beat and everybody's freestyling, improvising, playing off each other. And I'm like, dude, this is sick. But like, this is another level. And like, I'm not sure if I'm like ready for it. But I was like, you know what? Like, I've been doing this for a while. I got to get into it. I got to just kind of bite the bullet and go. And, uh, you know, I had a good session there and that kind of ignited this, like, you know, uh, reignited my passion for it. Uh, And I was doing the freestyle thing and eventually got to a point where, look, like, you know, I work in in banking now. There's not a lot of things I can talk about that are typically in rap songs that anybody is going to resonate with if I talk about it. You know, what do I know? What worlds can I blend? Uh, Kind of just fell into the starting to blend finance into rap. And, you know, enough people kind of gravitated towards it to where, you know, I've been keeping it going and, you know, luckily I've had a lot of fun with it so far.
1: All right. So what, what is this group? It's just like in the park and people just play a beat and then literally it's just a bunch of folks standing around uh, and kind of one after the other start freestyling.
0: Exactly. Yeah. It's
1: called Legendary
0: Cyphers. They started it probably over a decade ago. Um, every Friday from uh, May through November, you know, they gather in the same spot in Union Square. Um, You know, anybody's welcome to go. The good part about Union Square is the high traffic area, people going to the subway, commuting, leaving work. So there's always an audience. Um, And it's literally anybody that wants to step up. uh, They just play a bunch of instrumentals and people just rap back and forth. And kind of like the coolest thing about it, honestly, is it is these people that are like, have such different lives that you would never think had things in common, all interacting together. People from Europe, people from white collar America, people from blue collar America, people from the suburbs, people from urban areas, everybody's there because they love music and they share this passion. Um, and it, it's awesome. And people are just feeding off of each other. You know, someone brings up an idea, somebody else talks about it, it morphs into a new idea. People come, people beatbox, people sing, you know, photographers come. It's it's like this amazing community thing that's all built on, you know, a shared love for this, uh, you know, for this, for this art.
1: I love it. Uh, so you get the uh, renewed interest and in, in kind of passion. Uh, and then what gave you the idea? What was the song where you mentioned the the oil prices? Uh, was that the first one that you did that wasn't kind of a freestyle was more like a produced song? Uh, so I actually did the one before that. Okay. Uh, it was
0: called, it was called Stocks Droppin'. So this guy, <laughs> this guy, Jack Harlow made like this incredible song, Scott Platinum. He's like remixed it with Lil Wayne and everybody uh, called What's Pop It. Right song was like trending was like one of the top songs in america the beat was like absolutely phenomenal um and this was like peak covid when like they basically declared you know new york city everybody's working from home right and i was like this is the perfect opportunity to like make a good video there's so much going on and i basically remixed what's popping with like stops dropping uh and it's like this work from home anthem about working in finance and like the stock drop the stock market dropping and ways to play it and whatnot uh you know, it was like kind of goofy, I was wearing like a blazer with shorts, you know, we shot it outside, all the stores were closed. Uh, And I think the interest in that one really kind of, you know, gave me a pulse of, hey, like, this resonates with people, you know, this is a, an underrepresented community in the hip hop world, you know, uh, and something that a lot of people don't talk about. And I think, um, you know, everybody wants representation, right? And so there's this huge corporate world, finance business world um, that obviously has an identity that has interested in music. And so I think parlaying those two together, you know, really touched on, you know, a niche that I think people, people are into and it really kind of galvanized, you know, the momentum of, Hey, people like this, um, you know, and I have kind of kept going and uh, luckily uh, it's come well so far.
1: When you created this song, it's you and a friend, it's just all you like, like talk to me about the, the process, the process of actually creating these.
0: Yeah. It's gotten a little bit, uh, more official now, but the first one was literally, uh, you know, my best friend from college. Um, you know, fortunately for me, he was on track to go to med school, realized that, you know, his whole family's doctors, he just realized like, you know, I've been doing it. I feel like maybe there's pressure to do it, but I don't necessarily, it's not my passion. And he kind of abandoned that track and went full on, uh, music. So like audio engineering, producing, um, which is good for me because now I have someone I'm super close with who's plugged into that world. Right. Um, so the first song we did, it was COVID couldn't go anywhere. I had no equipment. i literally recorded just the audio, the vocals um, on my phone, right? Like in the iPhone record, he's enough of a stud where he was able to take that, put that on top of the beat, you know, do all his layering and whatnot to make it sound decent. And my other roommate literally with an iPhone, we just took like a very like low budget backyard video put it all together. I like downloaded a free trial of like Adobe, you know, editor uh, made it on the computer um, and dropped it. And um, you know, we've we've gotten a little bit more uh, you know, official. Now I bought a
1: microphone, you know, uh, <laughs> <laughs> you, you realize how ridiculous that sounds, right? You, <laughs> yeah. You're saying you got official cause you got a microphone. <laughs> yeah. Uh, <laughs> so it beats, it definitely beats the audio quality of a cell phone. So, you know, got a microphone,
0: you know, got some better equipment, um, and I can do it now in person with him. So I think that's been a big help and I think it shows in the quality. And then um, you know, I've worked with a guy now that shoots legitimate video to try to up the quality of the videos. But I think there is something about that uh, you know, kinda hits people in a certain way when they can just tell it's like a backyard production, you know. Just kinda someone put this together like with five dollars. Um, that that kinda hits.
1: So uh, I don't know if you know this story, but um, I'm assuming that you know uh, Little Dicky, right? Of course. Yeah, yeah. uh, He, um, a friend of mine or or somebody I knew in college, not really a friend, but somebody I knew in college, uh, I think was actually his roommate uh, when he was creating like the original videos in San Francisco. I know a guy that was his roommate in college too. Okay. So this was uh, a girl. Uh, okay. so maybe they were all roommates or different times or whatever, uh, um, but, but yeah, yeah. but what I remember is like, I remember seeing the video and then she told me, she was like, oh yeah, like that, like that's a, uh, my roommate and I'm pretty sure it was roommate, maybe it was a fr- friend or whatever. Um, but what was so interesting was it was this low budget, uh, whole thing, right? It was like mm-hmm. basically being filmed, uh, you know, with no real equipment and it was just like, Hey, I've got this skill, uh, and an interest in doing this, like, we're just going to do it. Right, yeah. and, and I think that you're right, and that that resonates well with people when they uh when, when they just see like oh the the quality of this is not in the production value, it's in the actual person themselves, right? Mm-hmm. Totally, totally. Um, yeah, it's funny you mentioned like little Dicky because like before I dropped
0: anything, I was like, all right, like who can I kind of study that's like done this already and to kind of take some lessons. And I remember watching him on like one of the talk shows, like the late night talk shows talking about like his process and he basically was like you know he was in school i think he went to richmond which is like a very good school um you know and he has hid, he's saved up all this bar mitzvah money um and his parents like what the hell are you doing and he's like i gotta take the money i'm gonna make this video i got to produce it uh you know and he, he put you know not crazy budget bar mitzvah money type budget um you know into it went to bed woke up and had a million views on youtube and then you know nothing's been the same since um crazy. Yeah. Insane. Insane. And I think, you know, he hit it at a good time where everybody now is trying to make videos and there's, you know, the market is definitely very saturated. You know, I think he, anybody that had that insight to kind of leverage, you know, YouTube and any platform at an early, an early phase has, you know, clearly reaped the benefits of that.
1: Absolutely. Um, And so talk to me about like stock's dropping right you, you obviously got kind of the uh the commodity stuff then uh, you recently did one where uh you went literally to wall street and uh, and you were doing <laughs> yeah. like the instead of the ten crack commandments you were basically doing like the ten uh commandments of financial education um, mm-hmm. what's kind of the goal here right because it's all finance related but is it to educate people is it just to make hot songs like what talking yeah, about yeah. kind of like what like what are you optimizing for
0: totally um you know I think I definitely started it to try to have a good time right um and you know even going to like that, that freestyle group you know it's funny like people can kind of get a sense of like who you are you know what you do what you stand for and like when you kind of touch on those things people just kind of uh it resonates more right so you know i go to these rap groups we're talking about whatever under the sun right but then like every time i would touch on like something financial I mentioned like a 401k like literally and it's in like some of the like the freestyle videos i have posted people be like yeah spit that financial shit you know like it was just like that's your thing you know so i was like as much as like rap and finance are necessarily related at least in you know a a responsible way um you know people fucked with it so uh i always kind of kept that in the back of my mind right and so i was making these videos and they were all fun Um, and I was trying to figure out like, okay, do I appeal to like high finance? Like I think the how crude video was like, you know, you're talking about contango. You're talking about storage, supply and demand. It's not your, your lay person doesn't know that. Right. Um, and I kind of thought, you know, with the attention that it gets, the people that listen, I'm like, maybe there's an opportunity here to parlay the two interests, parlay the rap with the finance, you know, rap is a way, much more digestible piece of information than someone trying to lecture you on finance, right? right? Finance is boring. People don't know about finance because it's a lack of education, but people aren't driven to learn about it because it's boring, right? Um, and so I think that you know that realization was like, hey, maybe there's a way to, you know, combine those two. And I think, you know, while the biggie song obviously has certain applications, I think people derive a lot more value from learning about financial principles and learning about how to sell crap, right? And so my you know my thought was let's take this classic song that everyone knows about and kind of tailor it not towards high finance but towards you know, everybody. Right. And and what I've observed in this whole process um, is there's so many people that are highly educated, you know, they're, they're employed, they've graduated universities, they have masters. Um, they don't know basics about investing. They don't even have any money invested. They're like, yeah, I just have my money in a savings account. They don't know what an ETF is a mutual fund, like basic one-on-one. Um, and it was kind of that realization is maybe I can take, you know, the music, and use that as, uh, you know, kind of an introduction to get people interested. I would love, you know, I want to make contracts, I want to make good music, I want to make good songs, um, but it's also that realization that like, you know, I've been fortunate enough to be in a position to learn about these things that can enhance my quality of life. You know, it can enhance everybody's quality of life. And maybe this is the way, um, you know, the the medium to kind of get people interested uh, and to kind of spread that, that knowledge.
1: For sure. And it feels like uh, this is, while, while you're like really focused on it, and it's kind of, you know, literally from your name to uh, the, the actual content. Um, There's still a a kind of macro trend, right? So when you see, you know, Jay-Z and 444, right, talking about, you know, hey, I should have bought that building in Dumbo, right, or talking Mm -hmm. about the appreciation of private art, um, you you just start to see this attitude from uh, kind of the things that can make you money in the streets as these guys have gotten much older, uh, kind of wiser, they've actually got capital to invest now. Now they're actually starting to talk about uh, maybe not personal finance, but definitely talking more about investing and, and kind of those benefits and so it feels like um there's almost been this like uh, reception because if the best people in the world are doing it right then it kind of trickles down and then you come along and you've got you no know, this is my message like people are almost just like waiting for that type of content right
0: yeah i agree completely and i think a big part you know of why that is like more of a trending topic is because you know you know, the wealth disparity now is, you know, is enormous. And I think a lot of what people are realizing is what's driving that that disparity, you know, is not people's salaries, right? It's whether they're investing in financial assets, the way that, you know, the stock market, um, you know, is driving, you know, the stock market, uh, you know, growing is increasing people's wealth in a way that, you know, your paycheck or your salary or, you know, whatever you know, a small side hustle can't necessarily do, right? And so I think people are like, wait, you know, if these people are getting uber rich, you know, mega rich, why are I doing something like this? You know, the way to compete is to have those financial assets and to, you know, and to ride that trend. And I think people, you know, are realizing that now uh, more than ever. Um, And, you know, I think a big thing is too, for people is this hesitation with like, you know, I've only got 500 bucks. Is that enough? And it's like, The point is, like, you just got to start with anything, right? You can start with $10, right? If you can find, you know, find someone that knows some of the basics, you just get started, you know, you don't put everything in at once, but you learn, like you do with anything, right? You start off slow, you don't put a ton of capital at risk, Um, but, you know, you develop a plan, I'm going to put X amount a month, I'm going to buy the S&P, once I'm comfortable with buying the S&P, maybe I'll diversify internationally, you know? Um, But I think for people, it's just getting started, Um, you know, I've seen You know, firsthand in a lot of ways, you know, my, both of my parents were, um, you know, entrepreneurs, you know, my dad started his own, uh, my dad was in healthcare, but started his own practice. My mom was in healthcare, started her own company. You know, there was a time where they were doing extremely well, um, you know, but they didn't know about like, you know, at that level, these were the people that are highly educated, didn't know about, you know, building a diversified portfolio, having that compound, having retirement assets, right? And I've seen that like kind of firsthand. And so for me, I've been hyper focused on, you know, starting young is has so many benefits, um, and you know, and and kind of having that in the back of your mind, you know, creating a plan and trying to stick to that, you know, it can it can literally change your life, you know, over over time. Um, and I think more people need to know, need to know about that. Um, yeah.
1: Absolutely. And and talk a little bit about. Uh... You know, you mentioned how you're creating the content. Where are you distributing it, and kind of where have you seen uh, the most re- receptivity in terms of? Uh, is it YouTube? Is it Twitter? Is it other platforms? And, and kind of how you think about the the various platforms?
0: Yeah, uh, definitely. For me, it was Instagram, just because that's where I built like the initial base. Have uh, been trying to diversify out of that, um, and you know, get it on different platforms. Um, I think the you know what Instagram has going forward, especially for like content creators, is that like it's highly visual. Um, you know, you can post longer videos. Um, you know, and it's very easy for people to uh, to share to share content. Same with Twitter, but Twitter's you know inherently it's more text based, right? Instagram's highly visual. Um, um, but you know, I've I've started to stem out to to YouTube, started to stem out to Twitter. Um, you know, but a big thing too is I want to kind of create songs that are just songs and put those on Spotify. But I think you know, in today's day and age, I really do think it's uh, you know, a multidimensional approach. But for what I've been doing so far, I think the it's resonated the most on, on uh, Instagram for sure.
1: Got it. Um, and then in terms of the actual yeah. skill of rapping, like there's a lot of people are going to listen to this and be like, oh, you're just born with it. Like, mm-hmm. are you born with it? Can you get better at it? You know, talk a yeah. little bit just about like the actual craft of, you know, using words and, and uh, you know, used the word poetry earlier in terms of then layering that with music and, and how you think about it.
0: Totally. Uh, this is actually pretty funny. So I'm like the guy that tries to get all my friends to rap, right? So like the biggest thing that we do is like we'll like take Ubers. Like if we're going out doing whatever, we'll take Ubers, and we're always like, all right, let's put a beat on, let's put a beat on. And like it's not fun to just sit there and rap alone, right? So I try to get everybody comfortable. I'm like, look, it doesn't matter if you're good or bad. Like the point is like like anything, just just try it, figure it out, right? So it's funny is like friends that are like not about it at all like over the years have gotten into it to the point where like well we'll be in a car let's say it's four of us and like me and one guy like are going back and forth the other friend who's like more shy was like dude i do not rap i'll never do it i'll be like all right check it you know and he'll like come in out of nowhere so it's awesome um and i do think you know do people have a higher propensity for it you know sure but i do think it's just like anything you know if you I think people can get better at it. Um, the key is like practicing. Find people that are into it that don't like kind of beat you down. It's like, it's not that good. Uh, but I've encouraged all my friends to, to to rap, to freestyle. I feel like, you know, I help them get better. They help me get better. And it's just fun. You know, it, it, it's fun. Um, I think the hardest part that people have is not necessarily coming up with the words, but it's figuring out how to kind of like flow and ride on a beat. And that just kind of comes in practice. Comes to like listening to some of the guys that are the greats and like anything you know there's a pattern uh and once you kind of figure out the the way that beats are constructed how there's like you know you know units of measurement you know transitions happen at certain times uh and you kind of figure that out that'll that'll definitely help you but i have one buddy uh, my my buddy Neve, he's in california right now um he'll he'll get a kick out of this but he's like since college you know he's been the guy that's like dude, like like, you know, I, am not bad, but like, I want to keep doing this and get better. And then now, like, literally he'll like, he'll call me out of the blue. I was like, Hey, what's up, man? He's like, dude, I know you're busy at work. I just had to hit you up. Like, I just had this rap in the shower. It was phenomenal. I got to show it to you. Right. And he gets all excited about it. And I think that, you know, other people around kind of see that too. So
1: He's calling you after the shower while you're at work. He's telling you what raps he just hit in the shower. Yeah, exactly. He's like super <laughs> hyped. about it. I love it too. You know, it's great. It's great that's awesome. Um, what, what's, what's your goal, right. In terms of uh, where do you want this to go? Is this something that you're like, Hey, you know, I want to blow this up and uh, and have it come kind of a full-time focus. Is it something that you just enjoy doing on the side, but um, you know, see kind of a career in finance, like h- how do you think about you and, and how you spend your day uh, moving forward? Totally. Um, I think what's good about,
0: you know, I'll call this a side hustle. I think what's good about this side hustle for me uh, in particular is that, you know, it's not completely separated from what I do. I like, my day job, right. You know, some people that, you know, let's say build furniture, but then they work at a bank. It's not really much overlap. I think what's good is that, you know, working in finance, being in the industry gives me a lot of insights um, and kind of helps me parlay that into, you know, excuse me, uh, into the side guy. stuff. So. so I think it'd be great to kind of try to balance the two. Ultimately, what I kind of envision it in, in an ideal world, you know, would be creating a platform that is, you know, focused on music, but that kind of branches out beyond that. You know, it's having conversations like this where the music is kind of the draw, you know, and hopefully I can make songs that people genuinely, you know, listen to and enjoy, and they don't all have to be super financy, right? They could touch on anything, but maybe incorporating elements of a uh, business into it uh, by really creating a platform where people that enjoy music you know, people that want to be educated on finance or kind of be, um, you know, kept in the loop with what's going on in the financial community, kind of a place where they can come uh, and experience both. And I think, you know, my reach goal, like, you know, I think the milestone where I'm like, okay, like I kind of made it is like, if I can, um, you know, somehow collaborate with like David Solomon, who's a CEO of Goldman Sachs, EJ Diesel. uh He's like commented on one of my videos, you know, he's he's answered some DMs but I think, you know, if I can get to a point where, you know, we can do something together. I think that'd be like the pinnacle of like finance and music. Um and you know, I think that would that would that be
1: awesome. I'm I'm uh, gonna hold you to it now. I'm expecting a D soul fight-eye guy charity uh concert when uh when all this is over. Yeah, trust me, I'm trying. I I DM that guy around. Sorry for, you know, blowing you up, but he's answered a few times, so yeah. Him and, uh, what is it? Uh, the guy, Jeffries, uh, rich handler. I think he, he yeah, uh, he's active. He, he's super uh, active on, uh, on Instagram too. And, uh, it's, I think it's great. You know, it's, that's where, you know, if you're trying to communicate with people and,
0: you know, build your brand as an individual and like someone that's approachable that's down to earth, you know, that's the way to do it. No one's going to say, you're not going to convey your personality at a, at a board meeting, you know?
1: Yeah, uh, I think I got turned on to Rich because uh, he posted from like the trading floor, uh, like a Fit T uh, photo. Like he had like the Fit T, you know, like the Instagram models do. And he was like, Yeah, yeah. Know, yeah. I, like, like basically, I think I made it, right? Or whatever. And I guess his daughter got him to do it. Uh, yeah. and so he me, it was like, Dude, the CEO of Jeffries is doing Fit T posts from the trading floor. I was like, That's pretty cool. It's awesome, though, right? Yeah, of no, course. Awesome. Well, because I think also it's a it, it's the authenticity, and it also just shows like, hey, look, you know, th- these folks aren't kind of you know our parents or our parents' parents, uh, kind of executives, meaning that it was you know all business all the time, right? They they have mm-hmm. a personality. They kind of um, really show that. Look, like they want to have fun as well, right? And, and they may do it in their own way, but um, you know, who would have thought the CEO of Goldman Sachs would be uh would be out, you know, DJing at, at like legit clubs and events and like like it's not like he's doing it at home. He's right? like with legitimate artists. Yeah, it's awesome. Yeah. So I, I think all that's cool. Um in, in terms of the message, what what exactly like if, if you could just wave a magic wand and, and kind of get any message across, what, what do you think that is from a financial education standpoint for uh, from us folks? Uh I think it would probably be,
0: you know, there's basic financial principles that are easy to understand, that every person should know that can um, radically increase your quality of life, right? I don't think finance needs to be some esoteric thing that only a few people understand that, that are in that universe. You know, finance you know, is money, whatever you want to call it, investments, affects every single person you know, in this country. Um, you, know, you should understand the basics because they have a huge impact in your life. You know, there's ways to get that information in a way that's, you know, easily digestible. um, And it has huge impacts um, in your life. You know, you may not see it today. You may not see it tomorrow. You know, five, 10 years down the road, you'll kind of see the value of of being educated, you know, putting money to work, letting your money work for you. Um, And, you know, no amount is too small. You know, the key is just uh, to get started
1: yeah I think it's a great piece of uh, piece of advice. Um, and then what what's kind of the next step in terms of we talked about your ultimate goal and and kind of mm-hmm. where what's the next step down that path? Is it just creating more uh, content and, and getting it out on platforms or uh, anything in the works that uh, that people should be aware of?
0: yeah, I think for now, you know the focus is on still trying to make content, you know create additional um, you know create music and create videos, but I'm also trying to create additional resources. So for example, like for the 10 commandments, you know, I also wrote a blog post where I kind of, um, you know, touched on all those commandments and tried to expand upon them for anybody that was, you know, curious to learn more. Um, And, you know, I think, uh, you know, a great thing would be to work with, you know, certain organizations to work with certain people that have, you know, an additional platform, um, you know, that have uh, resources, uh, and to work with them to kind of further disseminate, you know, not, not, not just the content, but to kind of disseminate the information, right. I think it'd be great to get to a point where, um, you know, it's, I want to get invested, you know, how do I get started? Is there anything that, you know, is a good thing for me to do as I'm getting started and to be able to point them in a good direction with people that are, that are happy to work with them.
1: Yeah. That's awesome. Uh, I told you to, uh, to, to bring some, uh, some music, you got music for us getting, getting any, uh, any rhymes.
0: I, I got some bars. I got some bars. All right. Okay.
1: He's currently pulling it up on his phone. For those that are not watching,
0: makes I had to talk some water for this one. Hold on. <laughs> okay. All right. I know. Just for the time's sake, I'm gonna hit when I I'm gonna give you the the uh, thumbs up when I hit the hit the play button. <clears throat> Okay, um, listen. It's crazy what you achieve when you believe. Simply roll up your sleeves and see this magic underneath. For example, I'm sitting here with Mr. Pompliano. Make me want to celebrate as if it's Feliz Cumpleaños. Chilling here with Pomp, going crazy on this podcast. Spitting fire, dropping bomb fast, Accumulating knowledge that you would never learn in college. My mission is not stopping until my current conditions abolished. I'm polished. I acknowledge that it might seem cryptic currently, but listen to this man when it comes to cryptocurrency. He's basically got a PhD in these assets. He's been on the move, pushing through these tax brackets. Money, it don't do nothing under your mattress. Inflation will eat away at you, when the fact is everyone could benefit from information. So listen to my boss Fuego and some basic education. Peace. (laughs)
1: that is fantastic it is very obvious that if you could do that and teach people people will pay attention (laughs) yeah thanks man i appreciate you
0: yeah go ahead no what are you gonna say no i was gonna just say man i i I genuinely appreciate you know you having me on and you you know reposting the videos on twitter and helping to get the word out there and, and, and you know spread the content so you know
1: Listen, uh, I, I told you before we started, I love it. I, I literally, when I saw the very first one, I think you were sitting in like your living room or something and you were uh, rapping about the commodities. I was dying laughing. And I was like, dude, we need more people listening to this. And uh, I think you're right that most people probably had no clue what you were talking about, but they were just like, hey, this song's hot. All right. Uh, yeah, sure. And then when when I saw you came out with the uh, the Ten Commandments, I was like, Oh, this is where people are gonna get educated. So it makes uh, mm-hmm. makes a ton of sense. And I think you're right in that it takes somebody who's got the uh the music kind of background, right? And, and and is talented and can kind of produce good content. Uh, but then you also need people who understand uh finance, right? And so there's probably not that many people who uh, who kind of have that overlap, which is uh which is a great kind of path for you to blaze. Totally. Totally. Um, before I let you go, rapid fire questions, man. First up, most important book. Oh.
0: Um, um. I think the, a good one for me is the art of happiness by uh, uh, the Dalai Lama and uh, I forget the other, author, the other author. Why? Uh, I think it just sets an amazing example and, and gives you really good, uh, you know, lessons for how to navigate things that are inevitable to happen in your life. You know, I thought a really good piece of that was, you know, in today's world, people see, you know, people suffer in some way or they have some challenge and they think that they're an outlier. And, mm-hmm. you know, he talks about, listen, to live and to exist is to endure, you know, some type of pain, challenge, suffering. No matter what you see online, everybody goes through that every day. Right. And I thought that was just awesome advice for how to deal better with, you know, all the curveballs that life throws at you.
1: That's, that's a great answer. Uh, aliens, believer or non believer? 100%, 100% believe without well, that. Unequivocally.
0: You know, there's just too much out there. There's too many planets, too many suns, too many solar systems for you know the pieces not to be right in some way to, to create some system either like ours or like something else. And I think our comprehension of what's in the universe and how it actually works is so small relative to what's actually out there. But there's no way that somebody can say uh, that they're not out there somewhere.
1: It's very fair. I tend to, uh, I tend to agree with that as people know, uh, before I, I let you ask me one question to finish up, uh, shout out Tom Shaughnessy, who, uh, who's the one who ultimately connected oh the guy shared the video and then, uh, and then he connected us, which, uh, I have no clue how you two know each other, but uh, of course Tom knows you. Yeah. <laughs> yeah mutual friend from, uh, from college. Got it. Um, and then, uh, what question you got for me to finish up? Let's say,
0: uh, I guess, what is your, what is your biggest motivation in, uh, in what you do?
1: I, I have my personal motivation and then I have like kind of the, the reason why I do everything that I'm doing, uh, personally, I, like, I just enjoy it. Right. Like, it, you know, I always joke with people and they're like, uh, what do you do? And I'm like, I'm happy. They're like, no, what do you do? And I'm like, no, you no, you're, you're missing the point here. Like I'm mm-hmm. just happy. Right. And I forget where, where I got that quote from. Um, but, but it's this, this idea of like, to me, I'm going to keep doing this stuff until one day I will wake up one day and just be like, it's over see you. Right. Totally. And, and people be like, wait, what do you mean? And I was just like, no, like literally I'm not creating content today. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's not like a, yo, in two weeks, this is going to be over. It's like, no, today's the day. Like, see you. Uh, so I think that's it in, in terms of like the, the bigger motivation of like why this stuff, um, I just fundamentally believe that, uh, educating people on the way money works, how the economy works and, and kind of just personal finance in general, uh, is, probably the number one thing we can do to create a more equitable world. Right. So, like, you can do all the philanthropy in the world. Like, I just don't believe that that's how you solve the problems. I think it's by giving education to people and like teaching them mm-hmm. to the fish um, is a major piece of that. Uh, then you got to restructure the system, right? Which is why I'm so interested in Bitcoin. Um, and then, you, yes, the philanthropy stuff can help. It's just that, you know, are you trying to solve kind of the short term and, and do pain mitigation? Or are you going more for long term impact and, and actually kind of changing, um, you know, the, the system so that you can affect more people? And I tend to to be much more drawn to the, the larger scale things rather than just the uh, the individual things. That's awesome. Um, I Blimey. thought of another
0: question, actually. All
1: right.
0: Um, what's like the, the most absurd like DM or message that you've like received on like any of your platforms?
1: That's a good one. Um, I mean, there's like absurd can be defined many ways. Like, there's the like death threat type stuff, right? Which is like pretty absurd. I'm just like, what? Uh, mm-hmm. Um, so like, there's that stuff. Uh, lately, I've been getting lots of, uh, please, sir, uh, can you send me, you know, $500 in Bitcoin? Uh, and you go and you look, and it's like a handle that's got like 17,000 numbers at the end of it. Uh, yeah. so it's always just like obviously a bot. Um, yeah. but, but, uh, that, um, the most absurd one that I can probably talk about, uh, I'll put it this way. There's a couple of people, I'm thinking of three in particular, they're all billionaires that like randomly DM'd me. Uh, and these are all different times, they come from different industries, whatever. But like each time that's happened, I've just been like, what planet am I living on? Right? Like, like, legitimately, like, what planet am I living on? Um, And they're absurd, because it's a reminder, not so much like, like, I don't get like starstruck, right? Mm -hmm. Instead, it's the exact opposite. It's just like, it's a reminder that we're all on the same playing field, Like, the internet is a great equalizer, right? Mm -hmm. And so it's just like, you've got an account, I've got an account, and so does everybody else. And like, it doesn't matter who you are, or whatever, like, you still have, quote, unquote, access to people. Now, does it help that somebody knows it's you versus me versus somebody else. Yeah, of course. Right. But the, the idea that like this equalizer of the internet, I think it just hits me in those moments where you're like, this is crazy.
0: You know, like what's this
1: person to directly interact with you? Yeah. And, and, and also it's like somebody that you wouldn't normally come in contact with. Mm -hmm. Right. So, so even if you were like trying to get to them, like it, it would be weird. And then it also like, you balance it with like that person who sent you like the death threat versus the person who's asking for $500 on Bitcoin versus, you know, the billionaire, they're all the same. They all just mm-hmm. have an account, right? They come mm-hmm. from super different walks of life, like all stuff, but it's just like the internet's a great equalizer. So I think that's probably when you're just like, whoa, right? That's
0: awesome. Yeah, I think
1: uh, even
0: Gary Vee touches on that. It's like if you were in the 80s trying to get in touch with some billionaire, right? You'd have to call their secretary, call their agent. Your call would never get through. But it's like now, you know, you're on the internet. Everyone has their profile. You, know, you can theoretically get a message from anybody, right?
1: So absolutely. Where uh, where can we send people to uh, to uh, subscribe, download, consume, whatever you want them to do? Totally. Um,
0: so on all the socials, it's at uh, underscore fight guy because someone someone took at fidei guy. So if you type in fight guy, I'm sure it'll pop up. But the actual handle is at underscore fight guy. Uh, I have a website too where I post some additional content. It's where the blog post is with the Ten Commandments explained. That's just five and you can subscribe there as well. Uh, I've been starting a newsletter to try to again combine rap, music, you know, insights, news, uh, et cetera. So you, you can subscribe there as well. And I'm on Instagram, YouTube, Twitter, uh at as, as the same handle. So
1: Awesome, man. Five Guy. I love the name. You're crushing Thanks, it. Man. Thank you so much for doing this.
0: Thanks for having me, man. Really appreciate it.